Welcome to Gapology Radio Podcast with authors Mark Tinas and Brian Brockhoff. We can be reached at gapology.org and our books can be found at amazon.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Gapology Radio. This is your podcast on Gapology, Imbar, and more. Let's go ahead and give Mark Tinas a call and see what he's up to. Hey Mark, how are you? Good, good. I'm excited for today. We haven't done one of these for a little while. Yeah, this will be great. I know. Perfect. You have a good topic for us today? Yeah, I want to talk about exception reporting. Okay, perfect. Um, and how you can use it to drive purpose. Yeah, perfect. All right, so the, the, the first thing you've got to have, and this is a big deal, so make sure this is in place in your organization, is a set of metrics that equal your purpose. And that may be a big undertaking. So figure out the things that you measure that equal your purpose, that equal the behaviors of your purpose. Uh, make it a narrow set. I always recommend three to five, but keep it keep it narrow. You may call them KPIs in your organization, but they've got to equal your purpose. So in many organizations, they measure too many things. Mm -hmm. And in many organizations, they measure the wrong things. And I'm talking about a very narrow set of expectations known by all that equal the behaviors that you're looking for. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this. So if you're in a smaller work group, perhaps, is there a way that you can do that within your small work group? Absolutely. Yeah, define what it is that you're going for your purpose, make it clear and compelling, and then define the measures. And it wouldn't matter if it was uh, an individual, a single individual, a team of three, a team of five. Uh, Once you've set expectations within those metrics, so you know the number that you're going for within each of those metrics, Mm -hmm. uh, exception reporting becomes an incredible tool. It's probably a bigger tool in a bigger organization, but... Uh, it certainly can be used anywhere and everywhere. Yeah, you could probably even use it as an individual. So, you know, thinking about my son, who's a musician, he could even use it just even for himself as a guitar player, perhaps. Yeah, needs to define first mm-hmm. what he's going for and then uh, the metrics that equal that. Right, right. Interesting. Um, cool. Yeah. So once you've got those metrics, those expectations, and they equal the purpose, that's where exception reporting comes in. So exception reports are simply reports that highlight the metrics from one extreme to the other. So they show the, the, the high, and they show all the way to the low. And this is incredibly important, which I'll, I'll explain as we go. And, and they're, they're ranked by either team or individual, or, or it could be both, depending on the type of metric. And they're displayed again from high to low. And that's where the learning for leaders comes in. By understanding the high and the behaviors that achieve that, by understanding the low and potentially the behaviors that are lacking, Leaders can learn an incredible amount to move the organization forward. Make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, it sounds interesting how the behaviors are really tied to those results. You know, similar to what we've taught in Gapology around expectations. Yeah, very, very much so. Metrics should have a behavioral element behind them. Mm-hmm. And um, when you set an expectation as a leader, you want to understand the behaviors that equal that metric, that expectation. Right. And that's key. That may require some testing. It may, it may require a number of things to figure out, okay, if we do this set of behaviors, which we really believe in, what are the possibilities from a metric standpoint? Once you connect behaviors and metrics, behaviors with the expectation, and I call it an expectation because it's something you would lay out there and set for everyone to achieve. Once you understand that, you become incredibly powerful in terms of moving forward, and exception reporting is, is one of those keys. I, I've never really heard much about it, but I can't tell you how incredibly important it is. I, I can't even... I can't overemphasize it right. once those other pieces are in place. So, well, let me uh, let me talk a little bit more then about how to make it work. So, the key to exception reporting is that it must be part of a rhythm. It has to be predictable uh, in order to drive behavior. So, l- let me just give you an example. Um, and Brian, I'll, I'll just ask you this. What do you think happens to behavior when the team knows that every Monday at 3 o'clock a report will be published that shows the rank performance by team and by individual on a specific set of key metrics? What do you think happens to their behavior when they know that every Monday at 3 <laughs> It's going to come out. What, yeah. what, talk to me. What do you think happens? Yeah, well, I'm sure everybody focuses on delivering those results. They don't want to be at the bottom. Right. Everyone focuses on delivering those results all week long. Yeah. All week long. And if you've done it correctly as a leader, they focus on delivering the right behaviors. How powerful is that? That's why you've got to make sure that the behaviors and the metrics are equal and that the behaviors are measured by those metrics. But then exception reporting becomes incredibly powerful because the team knows that it's coming out on Monday at 3. Now combine that with the correct level of exposure, the correct fanfare, congratulations to those achieving the high numbers, challenges potentially to those at, at the bottom it uh once that report becomes important and again it needs to be important because it's the correct metrics and the correct behaviors once that becomes important and it becomes predictable it literally drives behavior all week long mm-hmm. it's interesting that uh, rhythm would then transfer into being becoming a habit for people. So they're going to be expecting that, so their behaviors are going to reflect that, and if it's done repeatedly, that's going to become a habit for them. Yeah, and that's what you want. Right, yeah, good habits, yeah, hopefully. Yep. So, all right, so take some notes on this if, uh, if you haven't yet, if you can, uh, for those of you out there listening in. Um, And again, I am giving these key points, assuming that you've already um, 
done some of the basics and, and again, understand the metrics and behaviors that equal your purpose. So these, these are the keys then. So again, the metric must equal the behavior. So again, testing may help you understand that, but clearly define the metrics that equal the behaviors that you're looking for. Secondly, then, the behaviors must equal the purpose. What you're going for, the big thing. These are the behaviors that equal the big thing, and they're measured by these metrics. Once that's in place, you then rank those metrics high to low, and you highlight the high and the low. And I'm going to get to that in a minute, because there is more to that than, than may meet the eye or ear. And then you apply a rhythm to the exception reporting. It comes out every Monday, Monday at 3. Uh, an organization I'm familiar with publishes uh, the key metrics Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. They publish it three times a week with significant emphasis placed on Monday uh, with conversations around it, etc. The amazing thing about that rhythm is that the team anxiously awaits for the report. They literally can't wait until it comes out, especially the top performers. And it's quite interesting how uh, they, they wouldn't necessarily have been the top performers, but the exception reporting brings out the best in them, again, towards the best behaviors as measured by those metrics. Re really, really can have a profound impact uh, on uh, on the performance within a team, I'll, I'll pause for a minute and give you some thoughts, and then I then I've got some uh, some key things to uh, to work on here. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting to to look at both the highs and the lows too. So, um, like you said, the top performers really look forward to it. Um, so you know, it doesn't have to be a negative thing um, if it's celebrated in the right way with the top performers and. And that kind of thing, and the fanfare that you mentioned, I think that's key because I think with exception reports, people can um, maybe fall to the negative in this, where they would really dread these exception reports. But if if the leader does it in the right way, I think it actually could be very powerful. Yeah, I think uh, you can make some good points there. I'm going to touch on a number of those things, but one thing you mentioned is that if pre if people dread the report and the report reflects the correct metrics that matter and the correct behaviors you have identified someone that's not aligned with the purpose yes so it, it can have a, a big impact uh, and, and really show show you what the team's made of and it's a good thing to know when someone doesn't care about improving in the metrics that are aligned with your purpose that's a big deal. You need to know that. So, yeah, you're correct. The reaction of the team to the report, and again, I don't think the report should ever be punitive. I think it's a it's a set of facts that tell you where the behaviors lie. Um, so, I, I do think you need to look at the behavior of the team and, and learn learn from that. But let me uh, let me talk about this high low thing because there's more to it than. Uh, that may be understood right now. So let, let me walk through that. So the metrics equal the behaviors that equal the purpose. So you're all in on this report. And as the leader, you now publish it with a rhythm. What the high shows you, 
and let's say the the top 10 to 25 percent what what that what that high shows you is what's possible so you as a leader now know what's possible so it um it gives you great insight into where the entire organization could move. So don't lose sight that that's not an outlier. It's what's possible. The low then tells you quite a bit as well. You can calculate from the low lost performance and how much the organization is losing by the low performance. Uh, losing in revenue, productivity, what, whatever the whatever the measure might be. So the high and the low tell you two totally different things: what the possibility is, and then what's what's lost. What the leader must do then is learn from the high and apply it to the low. So if the leader can 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 grasp from the high how to get those behaviors in place and then bring that to the low, retrain the low, uh, have the low work with the high, whatever number of tactics could be uh, employed there. Um, It it allows you to bring the low up and again, make it a positive thing and um, really change the organization's overall number by bringing the low up by fully understanding the high. So if you look at the mean average of the of the group and if it's not nearer to the desired outcome of the purpose where your desired purpose is, I think that could be a reflection of the leader, um, you know, how how well they're they're delivering the purpose, how well they're speaking to the purpose, um, how they're surrounding their uh, team with the purpose. I think it could be a reflection of the leader. Yeah, it, it, it could just simply mean that the behaviors that equal the purpose are, are not habit yet. Yeah. So go back to the habit ladder, which is laid out in Gapology. For any of you that, that need that, it's also laid out in a new book called Speed of Purpose. But the habit ladder is a big deal. It's how to create habit uh, within a team. So you probably have not achieved habit within the behaviors that equal purpose. Yes. So yeah. it's it's... It isn't a negative thing towards the leader. It means you're not there yet, and it's a good thing to know. If you're not there, you need to know you're not there. Don't don't kid yourself that you're there. You're not there. Uh, but that's where I use the high to say, okay, the team that's at the high has much more of the behaviors in place on a consistent basis than than the average or the mean, and uh, we learn from that. How did they get there? What are they doing differently, etc. So it causes a significant gut check because do the math, if everyone was at the high, what the overall would be and how it would change the organization, uh, you know, dramatically. So the, um, I, I would just leave you with a couple things here. Great leaders are very intentional about exception reports and about the rhythm of exception reports. The biggest mistake I've seen made here is too many. Too many reports, too many exception reports means that none of the numbers are really important because there's just too many of them. I can pick and choose. I can pick a metric that I can be good at, uh, but I can ignore the others. Exception reports done properly are designed so no one can hide. 
the metrics are the metrics. It's this very narrow, simple group of metrics that matter. They're not going away. Uh, we know our behaviors, when they're in place, deliver that metric, and uh, that becomes overwhelmingly important. I told you the story once, Brian, about a client, a Gapology client that we had that had 45 KPIs. Yeah, yeah. And because of 45 <laughs> KPIs, none of the KPIs really mattered. Mm-hmm. So everybody could just pick and choose their, their couple of KPIs and say, well, look, I'm performing in these KPIs. But if you, if you as a leader say these five metrics equal our purpose and these behaviors equal those metrics, and then you do exception reporting around that, you will change the organization forever. And uh, you, can, you can achieve things that, um, you know, that aren't even viewed as possible. One of the clients we're working with now is achieving results that have never, ever been achieved uh, beyond, beyond uh, expectations, all because of effective use of exception reporting. Uh, it works when done properly, uh, when not abused and, and, you know, covering too many metrics and when it's done rhythmically. It's got to be rhythmic. It's got to be predictable. I got to know at three o'clock on Monday what's coming out. So what do you, once you bring us home, Brian, that's what I had for the group today. Yeah, no, I love it, Mark. I think, um, you know, the interesting thing is, it, you know, there's a temptation to measure, you know, just too many things. There, you, know, you have different departments that have different things that they want. Um, and tying everything back to purpose really does, I think create that unity uh, within the team. So, yeah, what, what you just said in closing was brilliant. That that is it. It uh, across multiple departments, it ties it all together. Yeah, uh, and everybody everybody needs to know what matters. Uh, make sure everybody could, you know, repeat back the five expectations that you've set and what the behaviors are. That that's key. Everybody needs to know it, understand it, and know how it delivers the purpose, and then it all comes together. Yeah. So. Well, well done, Brian. Okay. Thanks a lot, Mark. We'll Thank talk, you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. All right. That wraps it up from here. Head on over to our website, gapology.org, for more information. Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology production. Visit us at gapology.org.